Well, good evening and welcome and thank you for sharing in this time of worship at First Church tonight. As we have come to the conclusion of our Advent journey, and tonight we welcome the birth of Christ our Lord. Thank you again for sharing in this time of worship. The Lord be with you. And also with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. I am excited and grateful to be able to anticipate our time at table, the sharing of uh, the lighting of the candles as we conclude our time of worship, and in the midst of it all, by word and music, welcoming the one who is born as Savior of us all. We share Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus. Let us hear the word of God. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Let us stand as we share in our call to worship. Let us go in heart and mind to see what has come to pass. Let us go with the shepherds. Let us go to find the Savior. Let us go with the wise ones. Let us go to find God's promise born for us. Let us go with the poor and humble. Let us go with all the world, with all the peoples of the nations. Come, let us worship. Come, let us adore him.
I invite us to go to God as we pray. Our opening prayer before us in bold print. We go to God as we pray. O God of love, you have brought us together tonight and blessed us with the gift of yourself. Open our eyes to the light of Christ, which glows in the darkness of a world engulfed in darkness, pain, and loss. Speak to us now that we may hear the good news of your salvation. Bring us into the wonder of your presence. Fill us with that light and carry it out with us into our lives. Amen. So now we've come to the lighting of our Christ candle. We have found our way through the four Sundays of Advent. These candles have guided us through that journey tonight to our time of celebration. Matthew Withers, we thank you for lighting the Christ candle. As Matthew concludes the lighting of the Christ candle, we see the Advent chorus before us, and Jill will cue us to singing the Advent chorus. Establish and uphold with justice and righteousness from this time onward. 
Thank you, Matthew. We share the Old Testament lesson from Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 7. First, we pray. Bless, O Lord, the reading of your word. Bless the hearing of your word. Work within us and among us to know that you are a God who keeps your promises, fulfills every word you have spoken, and comes to dwell with us in the word made flesh. Amen. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And from Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, 
for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of our Lord. One hundred four years ago tonight, this night, a series of widespread ceasefires took place upon the Western Front of World War I. Thousands of British, Belgian, and French soldiers put down their rifles and stepped out of their trenches and spent Christmas mingling with their German enemies along the Western Front. Most accounts suggest the truce began with carol singing from the trenches on Christmas Eve, a beautiful moonlit night, frost on the ground, white almost everywhere. Graham Williams of the 5th London Rifle Brigade recalls this Christmas Eve truce. It was a Christmas card Christmas Eve. There was white, beautiful moonlight, frost on the ground, almost white everywhere. And round about, I should think, seven or eight in the evening, we heard the singing and a lot of commotion, and we saw some lights. I don't know what they were, some lights, and later we heard them singing Silent Night, Stille Nacht. I shall never forget it. It's one of the highlights of my life, absolutely, to see them. I thought, what a beautiful tune. I thought, well, a very different Christmas this is going to be from any I've spent up till now, feeling pretty miserable altogether. Then all of a sudden, lights appeared all along the German trench, and I thought, there's a funny thing. And then the Germans started singing Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. I woke up. Well, all the other sentries did the same thing. We all woke up, the other people, to come along and see this. What on earth's going on? They finished their carol. We applauded them with what we thought we must retaliate in some way, so we replied with the first Noel. When we finished that, they all began clapping. Then they struck up their favorite carol of theirs, O Tannenbaum, which is the same tune as the red flag. So we went on, first the Germans singing one of their carols, then we'd sing another of ours. Then we started up, O Come All Ye Faithful, and the Germans immediately joined in singing the same thing to the Latin words of Adeste Fidelis. Well, I thought this was rather an extraordinary thing, really, to think of the two nations both singing the same carol in the middle of a war. Well, tonight is something of a truce, isn't it? A truce, after all is an agreement to put acts of hostility on hold for a while. It is an agreement to end fighting for a period of time, not forever. It is a temporary ceasefire, a respite which we know will end, sending us to war one more time. But that time is not tonight. Tonight is a holy truce. Now, I say that not to be cynical. I say this because we all know that while this night is an inspired, otherworldly experience, we know that December the 26th and beyond, well, that's not even 30 hours away. We know that in but a day or two, 
numerous media will be reporting on all that took place in 2018. The major news events of the year, the best movies, the top songs, the remembrance of the famous persons who died this past year. In other words, all we say and do here this evening will be treated as if it is well behind us. A seasonal obligation we check off the list, then to move on to other obligations. But for now, a holy truce. But truces don't last. They're but a respite from fighting. We may catch our breath. We may enjoy some R&R. Regardless, we know conflict will resume. Carols no longer sung. Gifts no longer exchanged. Hostilities again. The truce is over. Truces are nice while they last, no doubt. Paul and I have tried together to enact something of a truce this Advent. Let me hasten to explain. We've tried to do this in part by, by listening to Christmas albums. You remember albums. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I gave Paula for Christmas a record player. Upon this record player, in recent days, we have been playing Christmas albums, many of which date back to the 1960s and perhaps before. Some of these albums were purchased by my father when he worked as a truck driver delivering tires to various tire dealerships in Northern Virginia, and he'd get those annual Goodyear Christmas albums from the Goodyear dealerships. Although my father was not a good father, nor was he a good husband, it appears there was something of a truce he recognized during the season of Christmas. Gifts were given, received, meals were shared, and music was purchased and played. Still a truce is a truce. Is that so tonight? If so, does this notion of a truce diminish our time together this evening? Or do we not, even in this time of cold and darkness, witness God at work? We see how even now God visits us. This is a God who has always busied himself within human history, and tonight is no exception. In 1966, the music duo Simon and Garfunkel reminded us well of how heaven meets earth, of how there is a ladder stretched between heaven and earth, of how the Lord of all heaven and earth is at the same time one who is involved as he possibly can be in the lives of all he has made. Simon and Garfunkel did this by recording a song titled Seven O'Clock, Seven O'Clock News, Silent Night. This recording begins with the duo singing beautifully in their beautiful harmony, the hymn Silent Night. But shortly after they begin singing, we hear a lone voice underneath their voices. We discovered this is the voice of a news broadcaster 
reporting the 7 o'clock news. As Simon and Garfunkel continue their rendition of Silent Night, we hear the broadcaster report news of the Civil Rights Bill, President Johnson, the death of comedian Lenny Bruce, a planned housing march by Martin Luther King Jr., protests against the war in Vietnam. All this news against the backdrop of a witness to the birth of Jesus. We get the point. The messy affairs of the powers and the principalities are not at all distant from the workings of the creator of all heaven and earth, the one born to us in the days of Caesar Augustus. This God who called a man named Abram in the ancient Near East so that God may bless all nations, the God who raised up kings and brought down nations, the God who in the days of Caesar Augustus and Quirinius made himself known to us in the birth of a child to an unwed couple in Bethlehem is the same God who makes himself known to us tonight. This is the God at work in our lives, though the stock market tanks, though the White House staff seems to be stepping through a revolving door, though civil war continues in Syria, Though a tsunami ravages Indonesia, though we struggle to alleviate an opioid crisis, though the national Christmas tree is darkened due to government shutdown, in the midst of all this, Christ the Savior is born. In the midst of all this, Emmanuel, God with us, is born. We know this God the word proclaimed. We know this God through the eating of this bread, the drinking from this cup. God breaks into history, into our history tonight. And we are at peace, at least tonight, a holy truce. How long can it last? Well, perhaps it lasts as long as we want it to. Perhaps it lasts as long as we wish to live according to the peace, the healing, the grace this Savior brings. Perhaps it lasts as long as we are willing to sit at table with him. As long as we are willing to feed upon the body and blood of this Savior. For now it lasts a holy truce. By the grace and mercy of God, a God who does all he can to make peace with us. May this be a truce that lasts well beyond tonight. Amen.
as we anticipate the candle lighting part of our service, I want to make sure everyone has received a candle as you came in to worship earlier this evening. So everyone except me, but that's okay, I'll get one. Okay, I do, I do. The Lord's Supper, as it is before us, we find on page 9 in the front of our hymnals. There are three responses that we notice in bold print. The prayer of great thanksgiving as I offer it will differ slightly uh, because it is particular to the celebration of Christmas Eve, but your responses will remain the same. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Your people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. And so, with your people on earth, and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. We rejoice as your people, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He gave himself to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify us for good deeds. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and to death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, 
until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. The Lord's Prayer as we offer it is as printed at the bottom of page 10. With the confidence that we have as children of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is the table of our Lord to which each of you is invited. It is God's table. He is the host. We are his guests. I'll invite you to come down the center aisle. I will offer to you a portion of the bread, which you're then invited to dip into the cup that Gail will hold before you. <clears throat> Having received the body and blood of Christ, feel free to kneel for a word of prayer as you feel led before returning by the side aisles. Come to the table of our Lord. we find the prayer with which we conclude the great thanksgiving. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I invite us to stand as we share in this canticle of praise for Christmas. Blessed are you, O Christ, our God. Blessed are you, Son of Righteousness. Blessed are you, Son of Mary. Blessed are you, Son of David. Blessed are you, son of man. Blessed are you, heavenly king. With all the voices of heaven, we celebrate the coming of the Savior. With all the creatures on earth, we sing and praise at your birth. We prepare now to share in the candlelighting service, and as we do so, we know that we are a people of memory. We remember those who have led us to this time of celebration to the birth of Christ. We remember the saints who have gone before us. We remember the prophets whom God spoke through. We remember John the Baptist who prepared the way. 
And we know that because of these faithful people of God, we are carried to this night of celebration, going from here as people of anticipation, knowing that the light we proclaim coming into our lives this night is a light that is not extinguished as this service concludes, but rather a light that goes before us into the darkness, and the darkness shall never extinguish this light, which is the life of all of us. So we share in the candle lighting. What I will do as I receive a candle is light that from the Christ candle, and then I will make my way up the center aisle, lighting the candle of whoever happens to be sitting on the edge of the aisle. And then that light will be passed. Remember, again, it's helpful for us to tip the unlighted candle toward the lighted candle. But we do so, we share in the passing of the light. Jill will offer the singing of Carol of the Light, and then we will move into singing Silent Night and Joy to the World.
It is as true tonight as any night. Christ the Savior is born. You shall call his name Emmanuel because God is with us. And God goes with us from this night into all our nights. And the darkness shall not conquer the light. The light is the life of us all. Go now in peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. 